able to leap rolls of caution tape in a single bound. Stronger than a wet paper towel. Prettier than a cow pie in the desert sun. And coming to you from East Tennessee, it's Alan the Safety Guy. Put on them safety glasses. Where's your hard-toed shoes? I say, I say, you want a heap of trouble, boy. Now, here is the podcast you've been waiting for. The one, the only, Alan the Safety Guy. Hey, welcome to today's Behind the Mic podcast on Dragon Up 6.0. We're lucky enough to have Betty Stout. If you want to know more about her before we get to the extended version, go on to LinkedIn. Look up Betty. That's B E. T-T-Y, Stout, S-T-O-U-T-C-H-S-T. It's an amazing story of how she went from working in child care into the safety arena, and she is now a C-H-S-T with hopes in, you know, moving up within the BCSP in the field of construction, and hopefully, we hope down the line, finding something close to where she's at in East Tennessee. Also, as always, we got JR Kitchens uh, handling our engineering, and... uh, keeping me in check since I require adult supervision on a constant basis. So let's get ready to roll. Betty, thank you for joining us again today. How are you doing, ma'am? I am wonderful. And two days in a row is just made my weekend grand. <laughs> well, well, I apologize about that, and, uh, and we appreciate you coming back. Again, we'll try to keep this short because we know you have a life. Uh, Jay and I are just going to text each other after the show's done. Jerry, are you with us, brother? Yes, sir, I am. So how is it in the great state of Washington? If we need to, Betty and I understand that we may have to throw in some Canadian verbiage just because yes. you're on that side of the country, and we'll try to accommodate any any needs that you may have. Yeah, just say maybe a boat. How about that A, you know, something like that. <laughs> okay, excuse me, y'all got a little bit of a allergy thing going on right now. So, Betty, where we were talking about yesterday, if we can, we'll just recap a bit. You got, you obviously got a start, you know, working with uh, children and uh, adolescents. Uh, and, you know, one of the questions is, does that help you into the safety arena, having worked with uh, minors? It was probably a little bit easier working with the <laughs> two- to four-year-olds that I that I had than what it is now. But it, it does help a little bit with the uh, patients. I wouldn't have and, thought about that, yeah. Yeah, the nurturing and the love, absolutely. JR, do you feel threatened now that we both have adult supervision on the show? <laughs> uh, I actually feel more comfortable. Okay, good. <laughs> with the whole good. situation, I, yeah. And again, you missed it yesterday, JR. We were talking about how we don't wear khakis, we're not selling insurance. Uh, right. But one of the things, Betty, in, on a serious note, this was a unique question that was brought up that one of the listeners of our two and a half listeners that we pay to listen to the show wanted to ask you as a female in the trades as a female in the industry uh there has recently been some new developments in female clothing for those involved in construction general industry and and, you know we we don't want you to uh feel stuck with saying this and if you feel uncomfortable just say hey i played the fifth but in today's society, with you know some of the difficulties we addressed yesterday, uh, do you feel that if they make clothing uh, that is more for a female sense, then that will bring more attention, maybe on the negative side, 
uh, possibly because where everybody should be looked at and treated the same on a site, maybe that this will be more attention getting or have you seen any of this new clothing yet that's designed for females in construction? Are, are you talking about clothing as far as like the PPE type stuff? There's actually a few females out there now that are making clothing that's better designed for the female figure and for all of our listeners. It's not something that, you know, we're not looking at skin type. We're not looking at something that's uh, conforming to the female figure. It does in some regards so that it's not a snagging hazard, uh, mm-hmm. but it's more developed for a female body because of the placement. Uh, you know, I've got six sisters, so when I, I talk about hip displacement and stuff, it, it actually works better and it's safer. So I didn't know if you had any thoughts or if you've even seen any of this uh, new developing clothing, whether it's FR related or anything dealing with female out in the workforce, specifically in construction. Well, I do know that that, that is definitely an issue that the ladies deal with. Uh, it seems like a lot of the, the clothing that they need, especially like the FR, it's uh, geared more towards men, so it is kind of ill-fitting. Yes, ma'am. So it does cause you know, some, some hazards and stuff when they're using power tools or even working at heights and, you know, trying to get their harness and stuff to fit, which is a whole different issue in itself. Oh, absolutely. Um, but, you know, I, I used to have a, a female fire alarm installer and we had a uniform program and we couldn't get female uniforms. And I couldn't figure out why because I know that she wasn't the only person in the company that was a female so that that was a struggle, I, you know. I don't, I'm not sure if they're still dealing with that there or not, but it seemed it was uh, always a, a hardship to try to make sure that the ladies had stuff that fit them um, and that they were comfortable in, and you know, didn't pose a different hazard. Yes, ma'am. So I'm pretty excited. I have seen some of the lines out there. Um, I, I think it's great that the ladies have something to choose from that are geared more towards them because we are built different. Absolutely. Um, I would definitely like to see some more options on the PPE side as far as the harnesses and gloves, vests, things like that that aren't large. Right, um, right. But yeah, I think it's great. And like you know, like I said, I have seen some of the things that uh, I know that there's been some different podcasts with some the lady entrepreneurs that are um, starting to put their line of clothing out and stuff. And I like to see more of that. Yeah, luckily the Safety Justice League just had one not too long ago uh, with an entrepreneur, and they were talking about some of her designs. And uh, I haven't seen it firsthand a couple of times. U.S. Nitrogen in Greenville was one of the biggest. Uh, we had some scaffold erectors and some ladies that were on the pipe insulation side. And like you said, one of the greatest difficulties were, you know, was just finding fall arrest systems and harnesses, uh, you know, that were designed to be female friendly. And a lot of people don't put this into consideration. You know, they think, well, women shouldn't be in this workforce. And then we gently remind them, like during World War II and other times of war, women were all the industry. I mean, they built the aircraft. They did steel erection, they did welding and all this. Something that's a little bit behind the times. And uh, Jer, what, what about your experiences in the oil field, brother? Uh, at the time, did you have a lot of females that may be working on the deck or out on the platforms uh, where this uh, was no, something? No, no, not a lot of them, no, huh? Uh, but what you, what you did have is more of the land rigs than the platforms. Platforms, of course, uh, uh, they had to readjust uh, the living quarters 
uh, and and there's bathrooms and whatnot for that. Right. Uh, but as as far as um, uh, being mistreated, there wasn't any of that that I that I remember. Uh, and uh, as far as the clothes, they were the same as as anybody else did. Uh, but uh, on the platforms when I left, they just started readapting uh, living quarters and whatnot for for the uh, the the female uh, end of the construction, which uh, which as far as I'm concerned is you know uh, is fine with me. I, mean, I'm, I know a lot of women that worked alongside of me, or I've worked alongside of them. That would run circles around uh, most men, you know, because of the fact that they just don't care. Uh, the men don't. Yeah, and one of the things, Jr., you may have missed yesterday. We were talking about uh, just in relation to females and safety. They felt that men saw like an overall picture, and they'd walk into an area and say, "Okay, yeah, I see everything looks good." But one of the things that made him feel better about, you know, on the construction side. Uh, was that females were more in tune. They'd say they'd see chords at ground place. They have more of a detailed vision. And that's, you know, one of the things I brought up to Betty. And Betty, another question that came up, just from the fact that we put out, hey, you know, we're going to be talking to Betty about this and we're, we're looking to release it. They asked, hey, if you're going to redo something, could you ask Betty? It, in training of a workforce, you know, as a female instructor, as an OSHA-authorized outreach instructor, do you see that a lot of the training that we're currently doing in the classrooms is beneficial, or do you think that this new wave of online training may be better? And, you know, a lot of it's coming about just because of COVID, but do you think that gathering the attention of a classroom is uh, more difficult these days because the younger workforce coming out is more into the digital sense and the flashing pictures. Do you have any type of uh, feedback on that or have you seen a trend where one is better than the other? I'm not a huge fan of the online training and I've not really had a large group of I would say younger people that were just you know the younger more of a mixture I guess right. um, but I feel like there's a lot to be said about in the classroom type training because you have the feedback, you have the stories, you have the experiences that people can kind of share. Yes. Um, and you're not going to get that online. And I feel like a lot of times, you know, we can we talk about ladder safety. And if you if you pull somebody out of the field and talk about ladder safety or just ask them general questions, they already know all about it. You don't have to tell them, um, but you know they the the stories and the experiences that you share. A lot of times, I feel like people will take that out of the classroom or out of the training. And when they're out in the field, they'll remember that story and be like, "Oh yeah, you know, Bob had this happen to him, and this is what he did, and that might help him down the road." And you're just not going to get that kind of stuff online. You know, I've never really been a fan of the online training, but uh, you know that seems to be the where we're going. That's where a lot of the OSHA outreach is. You you can get your OSHA 10, OSHA 30 online, do it at your own pace. I mean, it's very convenient for the employee and the employer. But I, I just I'm not a fan of it replacing in-person classroom training. Myself either. I mean, as an OSHA trainer myself and hazmat trainer, and you know Red Cross, I, I see better value in hands-on um, but one of the things that seems to be prevalent lately you know just because of the COVID is they're they're kind of restricting on how to do that mm -hmm. and some of the guys are actually saying well you know I could sit through this class but just like you said you can't share you know background you can't share stories 
you can share. I was there when this type of thing happened. And it, personally, as a trainer myself, you know, I, I don't like it. I've seen some value in some of the classes, uh, like when I use CSB uh, videos in the thing. You know, I could see where some people can relate because it, it, mm-hmm. it's got, you know, historical significance. And, you know, one of the things that we constantly have to look at is you know, a lot of trainers are saying, hey, I'm just going to do the PowerPoints. This is OSHA approved. I don't think they're really caring about how the individual's receiving it and whether they're retaining it. And that's my fear of online safety. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. JR, out out in the field, how would you guys generally handle training? You know, I I did some, some, uh, I wouldn't call it training because I wasn't certified SCBA. Right. Uh, I went out and I I serviced the SCBAs, plus I briefed the Roughnecks on how to use and how to... (laughs) How to put it on, and and uh, and some folks have never donned a, a mask or or put on a tank. Uh, they, they they never have. So uh, if it was online, you couldn't do that. You know, one on one, face right. to face. Actually, put the unit on and turn it on and breathe through it. Uh, you couldn't do that. So there wouldn't be that. Well, wait a minute. I did this in Jr's class, and I and, and I remember. And so they just automatically put it on and go into that uh, hazard situation uh, and which uh, would probably save a life but online I, I don't know it's like it's like we we're talking yesterday a little bit that uh, some safety people believe in sitting in the office sending out the safety um, uh, notes uh, PowerPoints whatever uh, and and expecting people to actually attend to it some of them just sign the sheet and send it back, and that's it. Right. If you was to ask them any questions about the study program, they wouldn't know. So if you do the online thing, you really don't know. I mean, it's all, uh, well, okay, I'll look through this, and, oh, there's the answer, and put it down. Oh, there's the answer for that one, and put it down. And, yeah, don't give all my secrets away, brother. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, just, I didn't use the spandex thing, so uh, I'm good at that. <laughs> but that's what I think. That's just for me. Well, one thing you may not have known, JR, one of the things that, uh, you know, Betty's looking to do is move up towards, and Betty, please correct me, put me in timeout if I get this wrong. Uh, she's going towards her associate safety professional, is that correct? Yes, that is correct. So how, on, on something like that for a certification, not just general training, what have you found to be the best way to prepare for that? And, you know, and this is for individuals that are looking at or listening to this uh, podcast, they're like, you know, I know she's got a CHST designation. What was the best way for you to prepare for that? I know it's not a classroom setting, but since we're talking about training, people are struggling, you know, to get good insight. Um, How are you going to prepare for the ASP? And what could you tell others that are coming up in the field? What's the best way to prepare for their CHST? Well, for both the CHST and, and the ASP, I have used the SPAN stuff. The, um, oh, yeah, that's very popular. Yeah, I've used that. I've used uh, the Bowen for the ASP. I've also used, um, like, the, uh, what is it, the, there's a pocket prep. Okay, is that the flashcards or is that one of the mobile ones? It is a mobile one. Okay, great. See, that's some good insight. I would not have thought about that. Yeah, because, I mean, I've done the span, and, you know, you really need to be in front of a computer for that. It's not really mobile-friendly. Right. But, like, the pop-it prep, if you're sitting at the doctor's office or you've got a few minutes to spare instead of scrolling through Facebook or something, 
you can just kind of hop on there, answer a few questions. You know, try to get a little bit extra study time in there. So um, I should stay off Facebook and actually start reading this stuff? Yes, yes, absolutely. Who invited you? I mean, just, thank you for just being Just check the opinion. box, Alan, just check the box. Just, yeah, just check the box. Okay, so, yeah, that you know, one of the things, it, uh, it, it's a constant, you know, and I, I'm bringing up questions for you because, again, we're going to be, for those listening, uh, if you get hooked on Betty, there's nothing we can do about that. But these yeah, were just additional questions take, that came right. out. Yeah. So, yeah. Betty, what was the last podcast that you listened to that really had some influence on you and you thought really had some good content? Not ours. Uh, you know, I, I know I you listen to ours. Say that. Oh, man, yeah, loaded. It was absolutely yours. Yours is the best. No, 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 no. And, and she's right for those listening. You don't listen to shit from anybody else. Ours was the best. But when listening, and, and there's a reason we're asking, or I'm asking this, Jar's a very polite person. Um, hold on, I've, I've had two cups of wine. What's the limit on this thing? Okay, but on the last three podcast cups. you listened to, what, what was the one of the better that you heard most recent outside of ours being the as a matter of fact the last one that i listened to was jay allen with linda martin okay and, and did that uh do anything for you did that influence you did that give you something to look forward to uh was there anything that you benefited from that well yeah because i think we talked a little bit yesterday we just kind of talk about the journey and doing the right thing no matter who you kind of piss off yes ma'am um and she is like that She's kind of, you know, blazing her own trail. Right. Um, she's standing up for, you know, the employees, the workers, even the safety professionals that have a different array of either education, experience, or all of the above or none of the above. Like right. we yeah, she's were talking. Yeah, like we were talking yesterday, it was some of the safety professionals to each other. They're just brutal, and we shouldn't be like that. We're all here for the same purpose. Right. Let's help each other. We're all in different places in our journey or in our education. Or, you know, maybe we didn't have the mentors that somebody else had. You know, we're trying to figure all this out on our own. You know, she just kind of reiterated to me, you know, and I said yesterday, I was like, have a little bit of the imposter syndrome. Like, there's no way I fit into all these great people. What? And she, never, fe she feels the same yourself. way. Well, I understand, but they're... I felt better because I'm like, you know what? If Linda Martin can sit and say, you know, I don't know everything, then I felt like, you know what? Me neither. And I don't know. I just, at this point, I just, I felt, I don't know. I felt good about where I'm at. I felt, I felt good about where I am in my journey and that'll be okay. And I just need to keep doing what I'm doing. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to sit down and not speak up for, you know, the employees and the things that need to be taken care of. Yes, and I. I, you know, I'm not, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to be who I am and do the right thing and, and work with integrity. She said the things that I needed to hear. Outstanding. So that, that, was, that was really great. And I didn't honestly know who she was until uh, back to how I was studying for the ASP. Right. I actually started doing the exam core through BCSP, and she was one of the instructors on there that was doing some of the video modules. Right. So there was like uh, Josh Martin and Jessica Richardson. So I kind of found those, everybody on like LinkedIn and stuff and kind of did some research about who they were and their, you know, what they've contributed. And that's how I kind of, that's how I found her and I started following her on LinkedIn. 
So she's she's great. She she puts a lot of great stuff out there. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I started stalking her too. The restraining order <laughs> was not from her; it was from her publicist. Um, but I mean, we come to an understanding. I stay over here, and I still stay over here. Uh, Jr., have you had a chance, I, brother? I know with uh, you going up to Washington and having a lot of stuff going on. Have you had a chance to listen to that podcast with Jay Allen and Linda? No, I haven't. And I that's why people burn in hell. You know, you give them an opportunity to do something, and life gets in the way. Yeah, it's getting pretty hot sometimes. But. Uh, my my apologies, brother. I'm not judging it. I, it just came out. It seriously, it just came out. And I've I didn't know judged. if you had a chance I've to do judged. that. I just went yeah, out on a boat yesterday and went crabbing and uh, got some little little crabs and. Yeah, they make medicine for that. Uh, oh, 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 Betty, you're uh, part of the family. I just gave you a digital for. safety hug. That was so I know, perfect. but I got rid of them. So. Oh, my God, she knows us. <laughs> and she knows us. Oh, my God, there's nowhere to hide. I'm sorry. Sometimes there's not a filter. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. We'll be back with Life of a Safety Professional with Alan the Safety Guy in just a moment. Safety Reports is a powerful mobile solution to help streamline all aspects of safety at the worksite. Their apps range from inspections, toolbox talks, JSAs, incident reporting, QR scanning, and so much more. To learn more about Safety Reports mobile solutions, go to alanwilford.safety-reports.com to book a live demo or register for one or all of their free mobile applications. That's alanwilford.safety hyphenreports.com And now we return to our podcast with Alan the Safety Guy. So one of the the things we wanted to do with this podcast, Betty, other than to have you discuss, uh, you know, crustaceans uh, that may be picked up in an inappropriate manner, we don't want to be like the others. Not that they don't uh, produce a great show, not that they don't have something that's really important to put out there. But everybody's saying the same thing. We don't want to say the same thing. We want to get a message across in a different manner. And you sure as hell just did that. Uh, now I'm thinking my all the times JR and I got crabs together in Alaska. That just put a whole new twist on it. But uh, yeah, I mean, you can't spend any amount of time on a construction site and not pick up some bad habits, right? No, ma'am. No, and, you know, you remind me of my wife because when we were building her plant, U.S. Nitrogen, and uh, I hope nobody gets mad because, you know, I put it out there. But my my wife was out there. I mean, she came just like Betty. She started in a craft. She never intended to be a chemical plant operator. And she went from doing, you know, working in a restaurant as a teenager and a manager. Then she showed, uh, sewed, excuse me, uh, for Levi's and uh, a couple other companies. And she worked in general industry. Uh, then she moved to Colgate. And now she's a senior chemical plant operator. Uh, with U.S. nitrogen, but one of the things that impressed me, uh, one of the reasons I started to chase her around like you know a little puppy in heat uh, during the construction thing, her and her crew actually trained, you know, for confined spaces, high angle rescue, and uh, like Betty, she was just a little badass, you know, a little country hick that uh, you immediately respected because of high level of intelligence and capabilities. So. I apologize if you that took that as, yeah. a, mm-hmm. as a slam, Betty, but it did start with the crabs. I mean, well, you started out, but then you did really good at the end. <laughs> so speaking on that, Betty, if, if a young lady came up to you today and 
you know, she listens to podcasts and she's going to listen to the extended version once we get that uh, patched up. And, 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 you know, I hope that's very soon. If you were to change anything or you were to, you know, have somebody that you were going to mentor today, what would be something you think that they should do before getting into safety other than education? Would it, would it be holding a different position, uh, taking medical training, you know, because in construction you do get a lot of boo-boos and stuff like that. Um, what would be some advice that you'd like to pass on other than stay away from Jared and Allen? That's, right. that's obvious. Mm, very obvious. <laughs> I would, uh, the medical training would be great because you're exactly correct. On the job, we have all kinds of different things that we, that we handle and deal with. But, um, you know, I think we, we talked a little bit about this yesterday. But Yes, ma'am. You know, I wish I, I wish I had had the opportunity to spend in the trades, in the field, be a helper, be an apprentice. You know, go go learn some of that some of that stuff, and I think that would help them the most. Okay. And don't be yeah, and don't be afraid. I mean, don't be afraid. Don't let criticism and jackasses take away <laughs> your passion on what you want to do. So, but, am I, mean, I criticism or jackass? I I just want to make sure we. Understand where I, I love this. Well, and, and let me back up. Criticism is not that's sometimes criticism is good. Yes, but I like the uh, you know more of that. Not the constructive criticism. You know the crap of you can't do this because you're a girl and yeah. you've never worked out in the field or you've never fitted pipe. You're not a welder. That yeah. kind of stuff. Safety sarcasm. Yeah. Yes. Don't don't listen to the noise. Oh, you know, that's just, a uh, great way to put that. Yeah, you know, just do your thing and stick with your passion and just keep on trucking. Okay. Well, you are right on with the, Betty with, with the getting involved in the trades. Uh, I know that when I was on the island, uh, I would go out and when I was safety, I would say, how am I going to, uh, how am I going to teach good safety if I don't know what they're doing? So I would go out and I would uh, drive a dump truck, say, you know, a mile. Uh, and dump a load, and I would go out and and uh, and uh, sit in, a, in in one of the uh, sweepers that sweeps the snow off the runway, and etc. etc. Watch a welder, you know, and maybe maybe run a bead and and uh, and learn learn the ropes. I think that is right on uh, advice that you would tell a young person to uh, to learn a little bit of the trade uh, and and to give you a better insight in safety. That's brilliant. Yeah, I'm too. I'm too old to learn new things, so what? I'm just gonna keep. I'm just gonna keep on going with what I'm doing. But anybody new coming in, that's exactly what I tell them. <laughs> what do you mean you're old. too old? If, if we was to cut you in <laughs> half, how many rings would we count? Jesus, you're uh, an oak. <laughs> <laughs> She's awful okay. cocky, Jill. <laughs> Kiss my butt. <laughs> Every time I do, you call HR. So speaking on yeah. that, Jr. Uh, That's exactly why he moved all the way to Washington. Thank you so much, Betty. Social distance, my ass. Jr. Uh, <laughs> brother, go ahead. Ask Betty a few questions because I know yesterday we, we had the issues. So please, brother, well, ask no, her what comes fine. to no. mind with you. Uh, well, what comes to mind with me is is um, uh, well, I asked her what her what her daily routine was. Uh, you know, like. Like uh, not necessarily pinpointed, but just a daily routine. You know, what, what, how do you start your day out, et cetera, et cetera. Could you maybe uh, uh, talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah, so, you know, like I said, most days my, my days are pretty boring right now, which, you know, like we said, boring and safety is good. But I usually start out just by checking my email and locking out any kind of administrative thing I need to take care of. And then I, I'll try to go out in the field and walk around and, and just talk to people. You know, it's, safety is a lot of PR work. That's right. That's right. You know, you can go I, out and I, you I ask agree. about the kids, the dog, the wife, yeah. the, you know. Also, I believe, I believe that sincerely, that uh, if you don't learn about a person uh, overall, not necessarily at work, but, but learn a, in, in a, like, like a, a buddy, but not, not a buddy. But, uh, mm -hmm. or, hey, how's the family? Uh, here's a cup of coffee, man. Let's, how you doing? How's the baby, the new baby, you know? Uh, uh, and, and you learn about their personal problems. You learn about uh, about their attitude. And so if they fly off the handle, you go, hey man, you know, how's it going? Is there a little problem with the wife or, or whatever? And, and because you are there to help them. You are there to uh, advise them sometimes, well, most of the time, about safety, not necessarily about their personal life. But uh, uh, if, if you don't know a person, that's absolutely right. You don't know a person. You don't know a person. You know, uh, yeah, and you've every, got to kind every, of watch out. You got to watch too. I mean, we we have a life outside of work, so a lot of times we bring that to work, and you know you've got to kind of know what's going on in somebody's life. You keep an eye out for them, or you know if they're depressed or having issues, you know, kind of helps absolutely. you just kind of watch out for them. Because when their minds full, so that's pretty much what my day looks like, and you know, so. Well, that's good. It's yeah, absolutely. And I think I read or heard, I think Redbeard had his little, his book I just read was talking about people working distracted like 47% of the time. I'm 52. I, I go above average. I was thinking more like 60 with you. I, I suck at math. Ask my <laughs> wife. Ask me what 2 plus 2 is. Uh, 10. 20. Yes. <laughs> right. Betty's right. Betty's always right. Hold on, I was that's, asking Siri, and it just, that's, right. that's the first time she ever sent me a picture of a middle finger. That's odd. <laughs> so, Betty, uh, I, I promise not to keep you too late. Uh, yesterday we went over, and so, you were so outstanding, and I, I can't thank you enough. Uh, you know, and again, for all of our listeners, paid and unpaid at this time, you've got to know Betty, and for all of our other <laughs> podcast junkies, you've got to have her on your show. Um, one of the things that, you know, we, we haven't even put her out on the air yet, and I, there's so much more JR, and I want to ask her, and again, you know, I said with, that we're going to try and get her into the training podcast coming up, and the reason being is there is a huge demand, and I don't know if you've seen this, Betty, I don't know if you've personally seen some of the recruitment efforts for this, uh, for female trainers, and it's specifically for female classes. Um, there are more women getting in the industry, both welding, uh, steel erection, uh, concrete work. It, it's amazing. But they want to have females go into the classrooms, tell them their own difficulties, their own experiences, and hopefully develop you know, a, a greater workforce today. Betty, is there anything that you want to ask us? I mean, do you prefer bald and beautiful, furry and cuddly? You know, is there anything that you want to throw out, any last-minute advice? Again, because we don't want to hold you up. But is there anything you want to tell those in safety right now that you've never had a chance to say? But without, you know, burying yourself. <laughs> we'll save that for uh, the Jay Allen uh, R-rated show. But uh, is there anything that you would like to 
question us about or just bring up that you think people need to know? Well, you're, you're good at putting me on the spot, aren't you? Yes, ma'am. I should have been mm-hmm. a lawyer, but I sucked at math. That's why they call him Spotty. What was that, brother? Yeah. I see. That's why they call you Spotty. Well, that and Baldy Locks. I've gotten that yeah. a lot lately. <laughs> Baldy. Oh, I like that. Baldy Locks. Yeah, John App, if you're listening, you, you stupid Marine, she likes that. <laughs> He's a, Betty, just so you know, he used to be part of the Dilling electrical team. So, yeah, that's where I got that from. Yeah, I really can't think of a, a question really to ask you guys. And, you know, I laid in bed last night and I thought about our, our podcast and all the things I should have said and didn't say and should have asked. And, well, you know, I went to sleep and forgot all of them. So, Outside's 2020. Absolutely. But um, we and will have you back. Well, oh, I hope so, because okay. I like this whole training thing, whatever's going on there. That's yes. that's like my jamski. I'm well, all for that. Well, what I'll do is I'll email you the questions and the concerns that, uh, that I'm going to be talking with uh, Daniel Wilder. And for those not familiar with Daniel, same thing. If you look up Betty Stout CHST on LinkedIn, look up Daniel Wilder Safety Training. Uh, there's some great stuff coming up. We're hoping that this benefits everybody. We're hoping to get uh, Betty's butt out of Virginia, back into East Tennessee, and providing this kind of training that people are suddenly asking for. Uh, but there's some really great stuff. There's some great changes coming up with training uh, with OSHA, and you know, a lot of it evolves around this whole COVID but not just COVID, but what's going on on these work sites and where they're seeing there's a great need for uh, some additional and some better training. Uh, JR, any additional questions you'd like to give Betty? Other than, uh, Betty, we got to ask. So three questions. You know, you, all the other podcasters do this. What is your favorite food? Hands down, if you had to eat something for 10 days straight, because, you know, you're going to have to fast after that, what would be your favorite food? Oh, Macaroni and cheese. Okay. Jar, what's your absolute favorite? Uh, my absolute favorite is Chef R.D. raviolis. Really? Okay. Yeah. Mine is I, I could, chicken pot I could pot eat it for 10 days. Huh? My, mine are chicken pot pies. I've got really? a slight addiction to them, yeah. Hmm. Especially is, Marie Callender's. That is sick. I, I hide them when my wife's here. I just, I just kind of like <laughs> put them next to those magazines you hide inside everything. the freezer. <laughs> so, okay, Betty... After that, what would you what would you say is your favorite way to distress after you know after uh, being at the job all day? I like grapes. I consume grapes, not in the pill form, in the liquid form. So, what, what's your favorite thing to do after a long day of work? Oh, uh, uh, I like to go to the gym. No, really. Uh, what, what do you like to do? No, I like to go to the gym. <laughs> I like I like to I like to lift heavy shit. Yeah, and for those that missed it, she said yesterday she likes to work out. And that helps me, yeah, so if I'm on the job site and one of the guys having a hard time picking up something heavy, well, I can go do it, and they're like, oh, no, and I'm like, oh, no, I got this, and I throw my gloves on, and I can help them, and they're like, oh, see. Oh, I thought you were going to say smack the taste out of somebody that was back-talking you. Well... I could do she that could too, do but that too, yeah. <laughs> no, we just we we give out safety loves for that safety hugs. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I think I just broke my mic. Joe, yes. what about yours, brother? What's your newest thing after a long day of work? I actually go in the studio and do voice work and 
play radio, stuff like that. Still? Still. Okay. Yeah. I, I like I that, that continuity. Yeah. I mean, because it's, if it's something that worked for you in the past, it's yeah, something. This is what I actually, what we're doing right now is what I do. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Relax. Yeah. I, see, guys, I already knew that because when we was on the island, we'd lose them into, down in the uh, basement Studios. level of the building yeah. where we won't discuss because. We that's call it studio and radio. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Betty, last question. When you go through, you know, with, with all of your experiences and all this with safety, what is something at the end of your life that you'd like to do with everything you're doing now? Is it to be a trainer, to develop, to be a consultant? Maybe you can get completely out of the field and just work the farm, as you were talking about yesterday. What would be, what would be an end-of-career uh, thing that you would really enjoy doing? I would, I've always wanted just to, to do training and like the consulting. Um, hopefully I can do that and make a little extra money, maybe work only half the time and then come home and kick around on my little farm and love all my horses and stuff. That would be, that would be amazing. Well, there's no hopefully. We know we could tell that you're going to do that. And you're familiar with Sheldon, correct? Sheldon Primus? Mm-mm. No, okay. sir. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to hook you up with Sheldon. He actually teaches people how to be uh, safety consultants. And he was my chief instructor when I was going through my cost training uh, years ago. But that's what he does now is train consultants. So if you go to safety consultants on Facebook, get in there, said Alan sent me here. And you, you really need to get involved in that so you can prepare for your future. Okay, hey, JR, yeah. JR, uh, outside of Nashville, and maybe being a pole dancer in a nursing home, what is one thing you'd really like to see yourself doing in the future? A uh, pole dancer in a nursing home. No, that's that's mine. I, I was oh, just giving oh, you oh. some advice. In the future, uh, yeah. I'd like to have a, a radio show mornings from my home studio. Is that possible, brother? Can you? I, I'm yes, just sir. curious about that. Can you do yes, sir. like an all digital, or does it have to be on the AM FM frequency? Is there? Uh, yeah, it would be nice to be on the AM FM frequency because that's radio or HD, or, or, you know. No, I, what I, I'm you, sorry. Baby. What I meant to say, what if you had your own satellite, you know, because people are listening to satellite Oh, then I would, be, I would be on many stations then, hundreds of stations, because huh. if it didn't run, if they didn't run my show, I'd go break their ankles. I told Betty if we had to, we'd go crack some heads. Yeah. I told her that We just yesterday. need names. We just need names, that's all. Yes. I, I can, yeah, I can do that. I can give you names. All right. So what do you guys <laughs> think I should do? We, pole dancing, JR's already got well, She's got training. I, if you're double jointed, I would say take your head and shove it. No, never mind. I've done that. My wife's been telling me to pull it out so I can hear better, so I'm going to have to work on that. It, I just get cricks. I'm thinking about taking a Pilates. Is there a Pilates really? class for men? Only if you wear your Spanx. <laughs> What's wrong with the ones I got on now? I think there's some kind of like issue here. Well, Portia's show is brought to you by Spanxware. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you, Betty, so much Thank for coming sir. back, giving us a second yes. chance, and letting us get to hold your feet up as you start shooting towards the stars now with uh, podcasting. Uh, there's a uh, there's a great feeling that you're going to be taking off with this, and uh, you know a lot of people are going to want to hear what you have to say and how you see things yes. out in the field. That's right. Well, I hope my, my purpose is just to make a difference in somewhere, somebody's life, that they hear or see something that I've done and be like, you know what, I can do that too. Or yeah, you're, already, you're already making a difference. So. 
Yes, ma'am. Yes, you are. Oh, thank you. I, I was calling Betty, ma'am, Jr. Just so you know. I, don't I didn't. You. Well, I didn't. I was gonna hurt now. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all again, and for all of our listeners out there, paid and uh, non-supported, uh, we appreciate the time that you took to get to listen to the great Betty Stout. Uh, some of the stuff that we should have covered yesterday uh, that we could make a novel. I mean, we could just do a novella, a podcast on, you know, uh, so many different things. But we look forward, Betty, to having you again on the training segment and in future segments and, uh, you know, helping us uh, stay stay proper, I guess, for the uh, podcast community. <laughs> My pleasure. I'm looking forward to joining you again. All right. Thanks, Betty. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. The views expressed on this program are solely the opinions of the host and guest, not necessarily those of their employer, committee, division, or any other group or individual. This podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Nothing within this recording is intended to be used for legal guidelines as representation for any entity. No portion of this podcast may be reproduced without the expressed full consent of Alan the Safety Guy. You've been listening to Alan the Safety Guy. If you'd like to be on the show or have a comment, alan at alanwoofford.com or call 910-431-6437. 910-431-6437. Thanks for joining us and have a great day. Be safe.